Nicely done. There you go. Very good. All Hell right, yeah. shall we? Shall we start this thing? I think we shall. I might keep any length of that in. From <laughs> excellent, Mario. What, what was that? Excellent. Yes, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Mario yes. Lima. Dylan Titus. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing today? I feel like I, I know I've talked to you like a week ago, but it's it's felt like longer for it some reason. It does feel longer, and you know why? It's because it was a holiday. That's why. Holidays make weird... everything feel stressful and long. Yeah, we're we're uh, <sighs> recording this two days after Thanksgiving. Two days yeah. after Thanksgiving. So how was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? It was all right. Yeah, we visited Nicole's dad for a little bit, and then we visited my mother and my brother and sister, and, and her partner came over, and... We had a nice big dinner of turkey and uh, marinated slow cooked meatballs and Ooh. Uh, yeah, that sounds it was really good. How about you? A, uh, so yeah, we we had like a, a low key Thanksgiving. Um, I might as well introduce our guest first. Uh, yeah, today. I figured that would actually be a good transition into it'll, introducing it'll, your it'll desk. It'll help with the story. Into, into our guest. Excuse yeah, me, your desk. I just said introducing your story? desk. My desk. Uh, but yeah, today on Connery Curious, uh, first time guest here, my lovely wife, Alicia Dumas Lima. Welcome to the program. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> long time listener. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, so this is uh, very fun. But yeah, we had like a low key Thanksgiving, and we because uh, you know Lee works at a local uh, Elks Lodge uh, in East Providence, and so she had to had work. Had to feed so those Elks. We had to feed those Elks. We had to feed the, the reindeers. The reindeers, so they can go off for Santa sleigh. Uh, mm. So yeah, we kind of hung out there, and then her mom was nice enough to bring us some like Thanksgiving nice. leftovers. Nice. The nice. S the S H is a lot in this podcast. Get ready for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was nice enough to bring up some Thanksgiving <clears throat> turkey and, uh, her grandma made this great stuffing with chorizo in it and, uh, mm-hmm. had some, uh, sweet potato, uh, sweet potato or yams or whatever, mashed I potatoes. I don't know. It was something delicious. It might've been uh, squash for all I know. It, it might've been orange. squash. Yeah. I think it was squash. And then, uh, some veggies, some cranberry sauce in a Ziploc bag <laughs> and some, <laughs> uh, and some rolls. It was delicious. It was so good. So it was nice to have a little low-key i was kind of i was kind of like bummed out during the day i'm like oh i'm like not having like a thanksgiving dinner this year but then she brought it through and i was like all right mama dawn shout to mama dawn she saved thanksgiving uh so mama yeah that dawn was fun saves a lot of things she does shout, she does shout, she out, mama dawn. shout out to mama Wait, dawn so your mom's name is don yeah mama dawn oh that's right yeah, my so. dad's name was don oh oh yours is d-o-n don yeah. My, my Mama Dawn is D A W N. I figured that. But in Rhode Island, they both sound the same. Yeah. Dawn, Dawn. Dawn. Well, I Dawn. think everywhere they'd sound the same. I don't think I any. I don't think anywhere your mom's name would be pronounced. Uh, I da- I sometimes da- say Dawn. 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 Like, there's no other way to da- pronounce it. Dawn. 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 Dwayne. Did we both just say that, Mom? Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> uh, Jinx, you owe me a soda. Oh, there it is. Dwayne. Bring me one of those Zevias. Oh, yeah, I got you. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so fun holiday all together. I had a good time. But I'm glad to be back here on uh, Connery Curious, the podcast where me and Dylan Titus here go through every single film in the immaculate filmography of Sir Sean Connery. And uh, what are we covering Sir today? Sean Connery. That was so smooth, Alicia. I see why you married him. Yeah, see, <laughs> say my first rodeo. Uh, yeah, uh, what, unfortunately, what we... it's my first rodeo, so I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, so, so yeah, what, today we're covering uh, the Walt Disney film from 1959 called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Oh, man. And I got a really exciting uh, Rotten Tomato score for you today. Do. Do tell. Uh, do. Do this, tell. Th- this do week, tell me. This do week, tell I'm me a, the score. I'm do tell me this the week. score. Sorry, I had to finish. <laughs> I'm throwing sand for dominance. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm, today I'm going to flip it. Usually I do tomato meter first, then audience score. I'm flipping it today. Flip because it. it's just an exciting score. Uh, the audience score is at 77%. The tomato meter. Does anyone want to guess? I mean, it's a zero. Because if it's a tomato meter is a zero, then it would be... Someone, give give me your guesses. What what are your guesses for a tomato meter? I'm going to be crude and say 69. Okay. Lee? Mm. Any number. Mm. Give me a number. Mm. I'm going to say zero. Okay. At least, at least do a dollar. A d- <laughs> One dollar, Bob. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. The tomato meter score for 1959's Darby O'Gill and the Little People is 100%. What? 100%. What? This so if I'd f- added two doubles, two double zeros onto the end of my <laughs> one. This I is our got it. Fir- this is our first perfect tomato meter Connery movie. Wait, for the critics? Yeah, tomato meter like you can not one critic disliked this movie. That's amazing. Th- th- there's fifteen reviews, but yeah, it's there's like fifteen I, reviews. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull some like some like quotes from some reviewers here. Um uh Rachel Wagner of Rachel Reviews on YouTube says it's not quite as well known as it should be, but it's really, really delightful. Um Oh, it's, wait, that's Rachel Reviews? Rachel Reviews. Oh, I've never heard of her. <laughs> well, uh, high regards from Rachel Reviews. Um, an overpoweringly charming uh, of standard Gaelic tall stories, fantasy, and romance. A top critic from New York Times. Oh, um, whoa. Big boys. The New York, I've never heard of it. But <laughs> never heard of the New York Times? Yeah, they seem like, I think they're a small publishing company. Uh, but yeah, people like really enjoy this movie so yeah obviously the critics the audience score is a little down five thousand plus rate but 77 is a very good score for yeah. a uh, connery film but i was very shocked to see a 100 on this well it does give off classic movie vibes i think that like one of the first things i wrote down when i was when i started taking notes was that it gives me like sound of music like epic open sort of vibes like what, what year is sound of music the hills like... are alive. yes i think 64 uh, 65. 60, 65. Yeah. Like that classic movie, you know, that sort of vibe. I believe it was it it was the best selling record of the year, keeping Rubber Soul off the chart, uh, off the uh, off of that position. 
Oh, the, the Darby O'Gill soundtrack? No, the sound of music. <laughs> sound of music. Keep so, up, Mario. It was, the Darby O'Gill was a gold record. Um, okay, it, it, well, it, it on that is. subject, uh, I could only find um, an eight-minute video on YouTube that is the soundtrack, and it's literally just clips from the movie, that just the audio with the music. Oh, um, no. And it, it drops in and out, and it's, it's just the movie. Um, however... We'll get to this when we get to the score as well. But, Mario, I sent you these two links before we started, and I said you need to listen to these right now. Yes, and they're tremendous. So, what that is, and I'm going to share my screen with you, because I think we should buy this. This is uh, uh, a 45. Uh, Janet Monroe and Sean Connery, Pretty Irish Girl, slash, well, the B-side is Ballamacquity's Ballamacquilty's band. Ballamacquilty's. Ballamacquilty, thank you. Is that that like the violin jam session in the Leprechaun's Cave, probably? No, no. Or what is that? Did you listen to that one? I didn't didn't click on that one yet. I clicked on on the other one. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to play it then. Play it, play it. Have no doubt you've heard about oh, yeah. the Bally McQuilty Band. A band of great renown, it's known from town to town. The people came to hear the drum, the Gilligan place so grand. And cheer whenever they hear the music so queer. <laughs> Grow up, Alicia. <laughs> that makes me want to go to Disney now. I'm just kidding. It was very funny to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, oh, share the screen one more time. We could get this on Discogs for eighteen bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I, I just want that for my collection for sure. That's, uh, that's would you tremendous. even be able to play it? Yeah, my yeah, my player plays forty fives as well. Does it? Yeah, as long as you have the little um, piece that fits into the middle. Mm, yeah, yeah, we have one. Do you have so. the little piece that fits into the middle? I'm pretty sure we do. If not, I'll I'll find one. But yeah, that's that's just a nice little piece of uh, history. And th- did we did we ever think we were going to find any kind of Connery on a vinyl record? Did we ever think we we're going to see like m- musical Connery in um, doing this podcast? Yes. Hold on. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do another search here because there is another record with Sean Connery. Uh, and we'll find it right now. No, there's only one other. Is it the dragon one? No, it's uh, Peter and the Wolf, the young person's guide to the orchestra. Hmm. And he's singing on it? Or he's narrating it? Okay. He is narrating it. Yeah, but I'm saying this is the only uh, singing Connery we have on record. If you count um, Dr. No for like two minutes. Yeah. But. Well, okay, would you count the... Uh, poetry reading of In My Life over music? Which is- uh, po- possibly, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that counts too. But this is like him full on sing. Like, we might have to put this in our in our rating later. Like, uh, w- what did you think of Connery's voice? Like, he can I hold a note. Bro, like, how is he not singing in more things? <clears throat> right? That's what I want to know. Like- well, I-, I liked Lee's compare. Lee, who would you compare compare Connery to in this movie? Dick Van Dyke. You thought he was like a Dick Van Dyke type. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he was. He, he, really... he just wasn't dancing. 
Yeah. In fact, he well, actively says, I'm not going to the dance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I just can't dance. Yeah, this is like great, though. Cause, like, I feel like when he was in the field, though, it feels like he's dancing because he's like doing his work while he's singing. Imagine you, you, know? you see him out there like, like <laughs> spinning, spinning the... the the scythe, like it's like, and he's like, yep, <laughs> making the noises. And there's cartoon sheep next to him, <laughs> dancing with him. Oh, oh no, God. no, I meant. Uh, oh yeah, actually that works. <laughs> That'd be I, hilarious. I, but I was meaning, um, he he's like he's lame, and he's out there like swinging the the scythe, like pretending he's like Darth Maul or something. <laughs> he's like he like walks up to a, to like a like a pathetic, sad, dead tree that's like a you know only the thickness of a branch or something. He's like, "Would oh you, you look? Are you looking at me? You, I don't see anyone else around." Yeah. <laughs> then we'd have to add lightsabers to that clip. <laughs> pew pew. Lightsaber scythe. That would be a cool lightsaber. I think there is a, a scythe uh, lightsaber somewhere in uh, comic history of Star, Star Wars. I feel but, like I've seen. You, you have to keep it to the same kind of proportions of the lightsaber, so it just looks like a flopping dick on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. Man. Anyway, this is where this podcast goes to sometimes, Alicia. This is you know off the rails is where I live, so that's oh. it. It's fine. Cool, 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 cool. So, right. so, so should we get into like the uh, the wiki plot and start going through this film? Uh, I Let's think we it. should uh, do, do the trailer voice and such. Trailer voice. Can can you do it in an Irish accent? Oh, I can try. There we go. Perfect. Oh, I can try to do it in an Irish accent in the ancient ruins of Ireland. A wily old codger matches wits with the king of the leprechauns and helps play matchmaker for his daughter and the strapping young lad who has replaced him as the caretaker. That was good. That was really good. Thank you. Hmm. I love it. Thanks. Oh, I don't know what to do now. I, I feel like I just... I just... I, I experienced a different part of humanity and now I'm... Back in my own body. <laughs> well, let's see. I can I can try to uh, uh, hit off with the, some beginning notes here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what? I'll, st- I'll start with the wiki again. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you go. L- l- that's what you asked for. And then we'll get into our notes. Darby O'Gill and his daughter Katie live in Rathcullen, a small Irish town where Darby is the caretaker for Lord Fitzpatrick's estate. Darby continuously tries to catch a tribe of leprechauns, particularly their king, Brian Connors. Lord Fitzpatrick retires Darby, replacing him with a young Dubliner named Michael McBride. Darby begs Michael not to tell Katie that he's been replaced, and he reluctantly agrees. While chasing a puka, uh, the puka is a creature of Celtic, English, and Channel Islands folklore considered to be bringers of both good and bad fortune, they could help hinder, help or hinder rural and marine communities. Okay. While chasing a puka desi- disguised as Fitzpatrick's horse Cleopatra, Darby is captured by the leprechauns and taken to their mountain lair. Knocknashiga. <laughs> Brian has brought Darby there to prevent Katie from learning that he lost his job, and Darby cannot leave Knocknashiga as a consequence. Okay. Knock, you have to now? say it like Connery, though. Knock Nashiga. There you go. 
thank you. I, I, my brain is still trying to wrap around an Irish accent when we're just doing the Connery <laughs> voice all the time. So I stopped listening after the first sentence or two because I, when you said the part about him trying to catch the leprechauns, I had like one of those like <clears throat> light bulb moments where I was like, that sure. makes sense because when they were talking about him poaching, I couldn't figure out why they kept talking about like coming back to, oh, he's not supposed to be poaching on our land and blah, 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 blah. Like, why do you think he's poaching? He's catching rabbits and whatnot. He was actually catching the leprechauns. Like, my mind was just blown. Real oh, do you quick. think? Do you, th- I, do you think that was him? I didn't think that was him. I think I thought it was just because I in in well, the first scene he says he catch they catch a rabbit in in the snare. Yeah. And it was. But what does the king leprechaun show up as to a rabbit? But but in that first conversation, I believe the Lord implies to Connery that. This snare was supposed to catch a fox, but he put it down a rabbit hole because he's getting old. Yeah, but that makes me think, like, like oh, it just that... seems too... Like, okay. why would they include that in the movie? You know what I mean? I feel like he's actually trying to catch leprechauns, and, like, the leprechauns maybe look like rabbits to everybody else because okay. that's what it is. Okay. Hmm. All right, if he's I trying to catch... Like I, I, it just my brain just like, like all the gears clicked into place. Huh. Look at that. Heavy. Yeah. Mm. See, Alicia's bringing in the uh, so, psychological shit, dude. Are you now implying that he's trying to kill these leprechauns because it's a dead rabbit? Maybe not kill, but seriously maim or injure. Catch him in a snare. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Well, he's probably trying to just catch them so that he can, um, because he's trying to get his wishes, right? He's trying to find the king. Cook them. That leprechaun meat is good. <laughs> leprechaun. It's not cannibalism. <laughs> no, no. They're a different species altogether. I just feel like they blame a lot of things on old age when it's actually just he he likes to see leprechauns, okay? Or or drunk drunkenness. Or drunkenness. The man doesn't drink, okay? Yes, he, he does. Drink. They keep saying, he's like, I'll have a stout. Like, that's drinking. And I love how in this movie they, you know, you've had enough whiskeys. You just, you'll, st- you'll have a, a stout. Like, yeah, enough whiskey for you. Have a beer. <laughs> like, what what a way to curb alcoholism. Well, isn't yep. that like the, the well, Alicia's the, uh, the barkeeper here. Uh, isn't it like the rule, like, liquor before beer? You're clear. Yeah, but that's like a, a like a fable, like a wives' tale. This situation. movie's all about fables. But but also, it? it's like there's like a fallacy that like if you have a beer, it's like less alcohol. And I guess technically that's true, but not a stout. A stout is still still heavy. It's a heavy. It's very. Heavy. I know nothing about alcohol. Yeah, it's like, it's like a like a, again, it's a very thick, almost syrupy kind of beer. It's very very thick. Uh, and it's I, like a Guinness. Yeah, and if I if I ever go to an Irish pub, our local Irish pub here, that's all I usually get. I get one Guinness, and then I leave. Two Guinnesses is too much. If I have two Guinnesses, we have a problem. Two but Guinnesses? You don't want two, two Guinnesses? Two Alec Guinnesses, please. This is Alrighty. not the beer you're looking for. Uh, but yeah, let me let me take some notes, notes here. Um, so, first couple here. Um, my first note was the set of like the farm. 
it, did it not remind you of that one scene in Zardoz? You know that one set when he goes up to the little house and he goes upstairs mm, and sees yes. all of, like the like that, that set reminded me of Zardoz for some reason. There was um, a lot of of village feel in Zardoz that we've seen in things like 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 uh, I'm sorry in this movie that we've seen in things like Zardoz and um, Sword of the Valiant and First Night and. Um, strangely, I thought their, you know what their house kind of reminded me of and some of the landscapes? Five days, one summer? <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I could see yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was very village vibe. So like, yeah, you wonder. Swedish village as opposed to Irish. Yeah. Yeah. So you you wonder if uh, a lot of these like sets were just, it's just a coincidence or the sets that people used uh, more than once. Who knows? Um, Possible. I have for my Connery first shot at exactly three minutes, 39 seconds. Uh, and his first quote is, what ails, what him? ails him? What ails him? And yeah, so that's, my, that's, that's the first day. That then. And who caught, who caught that it was the first shot of Connery? Uh, Alicia did. Alicia did. Like saw saw him laser focus because you saw him like far away in the carriage. So like I kind of didn't even notice. So like oh oh there it is first Connery. So three thirty nine. Three thirty nine. I wasn't able to. I was watching it on my computer and it only gave me the um, time going backwards, not the time going forwards. So I'm like I'm not doing. Oh math. really? I'm not doing math to find out the time. Mm. No, I don't blame you. Um, my next note is that the leprechaun effect is amazing. Right? It's uh, very Hagrid. In in particular, <laughs> the scene when Darby's like laying down and they all find, like when he falls into the hole and Incredible. they all find him. I'm like, I, that looks real. This is 1959? I'm like, I couldn't yeah. believe how good it looked. All the shots where they are in, where he's in this, like when he's sitting there drinking with the king. Mm-hmm. That's is some incredible work. Um, uh, uh, we'll get more into uh, the how they get around things like that later on. Um, mm. How about you, Alicia? Any notes? Um, well, so I get distracted easily during movies. And one thing that was super distracting to me is that in the beginning, uh, Katie, every line that she delivers, she's like, staring either directly into the camera or like just off like at whoever's running the camera and i was like why is katie the only one she looks like she's freaking lost like <laughs> half the time <laughs> it was driving me a little batty she i think she got a little better as the film went on but there were a couple of scenes there where she's just like churning butter and staring at the camera and it was yeah, a little off-putting <laughs> the first the first cut of her is is it cut it cuts Right as she's like shafting the thing down, <laughs> and then she stops. So it's like one as an editor, like you'd want to show that she's like actively using the churn. Like you'd get like a couple of shafts in, yes. as gross as this sounds. But like you would and actually, actually maybe apply show it. the whole churn instead of just the handle. Yeah, it's, it's just the just the it just shunts it down and stops, and then she looks off. Huh. And, like, yeah, it's 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 not at the door. It's like in the space. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Okay, so, that so, makes so, me feel better. So that is Janet Monroe, uh, best known for this film, and she's been in such films as The Crawling Eye, The Day the Earth Caught Fire, Third Man on a Mountain. Not a huge filmography well, here. She sadly, died very young at the age of thirty-eight. Yeah, of a heart attack. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Oh 19, God, nineteen seventy-two. I have a note. She was 
married to Ian Hendry, who we saw in The Hill. Whoa. Oh. Staff, Staff there, Sergeant Williams. There's our first Connery connection. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's in any other. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. He's in 1967's Casino Royale. Really? No way. Uh, uncredited. Oh. Oh, man. Huh. Hmm. Well, now I need to find out who he plays in that. It's, yeah, so uh, another nail, uh, another note. No, I have here is um, when, when Darby first meets uh, the, the Leprechaun King, King Brian. Uh, King Brian quickly says, uh, "Would you like a pinch of snuff?" Did he offer him cocaine? No, that's tobacco. Oh, it's tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. Snuff is tobacco. Oh man, I was like, "Damn, bro!" But he offers him a pinch of snuff because the like leprechauns can't escape unless you look away. He plays a hitman, uncredited. Okay, continue. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that was very clever, so, though. He's like, he's just, you're just going to blow it in my eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's was like a, a battle of wits, which I loved. The yeah, whole there, yeah, there was a lot of tricking. Like, the, like the like. Well, that's what skipping, leprechauns are. <laughs> like the whole thing of like the four wishes comes back later in the film, and I'm like, man, like these guys are just like just outwitting each other, and it's it's so much fun. But the four uh, wishes thing actually comes back twice because it like. It, it kind of comes back. Yeah, it yeah, like comes yeah. full circle. Yeah, it comes back. That's why it meant it comes back at the end. Um, Guys, Warwick Davis was great in this movie. <laughs> Warwick Davis. <laughs> if they remade it, man, Warwick Davis has to play every leprechaun. Um, and then uh, when, and when he killed that guy and ripped his stomach open to take back <laughs> his gold, so good. <laughs> uh, one thing I did write uh, a requirement. This is for the audience. If you guys have not like seen this film yet, do it. Uh, subtitles are required for this. Film oh yes, because it is tough to understand it some of these people Irish. talking. So we have the subtitles. We usually have subtitles on for everything we watch, anyways, because it's like we like we enjoy it. We you know you catch more. Um, but especially with these older Roger films, Moore. it's like. It was so bad. It was so hard to understand half these things that people were saying. So, listen with subtitles. These accents are very, very thick. Mm-hmm. Except for Connery, I feel like Connery tries for half the film, and the other half he just gives up. He give he he does attempt an Irish accent in some scenes, but then it kind of slips away. Because we we talk about this a lot on the show, where like he's played. Uh, a person from the Middle East. He's played. Uh, I think he plays like a uh, someone from from the Bronx. He's played these different characters, but he in never... Highlander. He's going to play a Spanish man. Yeah, so like he never attempts like a different accent for anything. It's just Connery. Hunt for Red October. He's a Russian. He's just doing Connery. Yeah, and like he played uh, twice. He played uh, a Muslim, right? Or one time, twice uh, played a yep, Muslim uh, man. The next man and. Um... His the wind and the lion, like full garb, and then but he's still talking like Sean Connery. So he just uh, Craig Ferguson has That's a stand up right, bit about that. He talks about that where he because Craig Ferguson loves Sean Connery, but he talks about how uh, uh, he uh, um, never attempts an accent. So it's it's hilarious to see him try, but he he tries a little bit here. This is also you know early acting Connery. I think Dylan mentioned last week. I think this is the film that got him the, the Bond role. Yes, so uh, that ties into my next note. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I don't know for a fact. I, I guess I could look it up, but uh, this uh, Albert Broccoli and his wife Dana were 
watching this film, and that uh, okay, this movie was that this was the movie that brought Sir Sean Connery to the attention of Albert R. Broccoli, who then went on to cast Connery in his role as James Bond. But I believe they were seeing it, and Dana Broccoli turned and she's like, "He's turning me on. You should hire him." <laughs> um, which uh, leads in this to my film? Ne- yes, Mario. I'm telling you. What are you telling him? Oh yeah, I think she's gonna have a very good uh, sexy rating for this film. Oh, so am I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's so, like, oh, you think this was sexy? And I'm like, it's oh, a very understated sexy, which is sometimes the sexiest. Let's be real. Well, we will get into the sexiness of this movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but my next note is that uh, Katie is instantly wet for McBride. <laughs> like instantly the second she sees him she's like her eyes light up she's like I didn't even know what an orgasm was until this moment <laughs> sorry oh it's fine it's fine e- either do we now we do and you guys have been married for almost a year yeah we, we, <laughs> it's you, true. You, you learn something new every day uh, let's see. Oh, I got a fun note for you, Dylan. Ooh, fun note. Let's see if, if you caught this. Did you notice? I'll determine if it's fun. Did you notice that in this film, it's kind of a Bond connection in a different way? It's more yeah. of a it's more of a gorly connection. Uh, did you notice that there's a horse double take in this movie? A couple of times. There's a horse double take. Especially during... Wait, which moment are you talking about? The one I'm talking about is when they all... When he's when Darby's playing the fiddle and they all take off. Yeah. And they all come through the door and the and horse is right there. And he kind of like... And he does a double take when they're coming out. No, he's out not doing a double take. He turns like three times because he's following... He's looking at all the little horses coming out. He's following that line. Oh, does he move multiple times? I th- yeah. I, I thought it was My, a double take. But he does do a double take at the bad rhymes. While while Darby right. Gill and Brian Connors are spitting rhymes at each other, that's right. Yeah, the horse is like, <laughs> it starts throwing up. And, and every every time Darby delivers a line, it, it's it's you know he, he spits out a rhyme and it's right on time. Cut to the horse. You hear Darby laughing, but you see the horse is like <laughs> having a seizure because of the joke is so bad. <laughs> We we have to put the music to uh, the rap battle from Eight Mile on that clip. <laughs> the wishing song. The wishing song. Oh man, uh, I I did find um, uh, Darby O'Gill played by Albert Sharp to be very delightful. Uh, I, mm. I I loved him in this movie because like it, it's a Connery film, but like Connery's kind of like a a, a B character in this uh, cast. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, Darby himself, he was a very charming, you know, big big grandpa vibes here. You know, like this was like hanging out with your grandpa for for an hour. But but a, a crazy grandpa. Crazy grandpa, who's actually sane. Who's actually sane? That's the worst. Uh, I I really. He's like, like Maurice this. from Beauty and the Beast. Crazy old Maurice. Mm. Is he insane? No, no, they think he's crazy because you know Bell gets taken off to the castle and the, oh. the beast is there, and he goes back. No, no, he goes first, and he comes back. There's a beast at the castle because Bell goes to go find him and all that, and comes back, and everyone thinks he's crazy. 
Um, no. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Maurice Vice for sure. You wonder how, like, you know, because again, this is early Disney. You know, what what what's the what's the very first Disney movie? Snow White. Mm-hmm. Um, well, animated, yes. First yes. animated, but like, yeah, what's, what's full, the first full, Dis- full feature Disney films? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, December yeah, 21st, length. 1937. But what's the first live action? I wonder. I want to say... Because um, Snow White was in the 40s, right? Um, I know the Song answer to the this. South, Alice in Wonderland, yep. I think. Song of the South is the first live action. Oh, Song of the South. That's been okay. scrubbed from the archives, and I, uh, though. And that one is gone, yeah. But I think after... The, I'm pretty oh, sure Alice no, in Wonderland was the foray I'm into... Sorry. It's Wait, Fantasia. No. Yeah, because Fantasia has live action. It does stuff, have a live it? action stuff. Yeah, yeah, mixed with the cartoon yeah. stuff. Okay, and then, yeah. And then right after Fantasia is the Reluctant Dragon, which also has live action stuff in it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So this is still pretty early on uh, Disney magic, and like again, like it's just tremendous with the uh, effects. Like I wonder if it was cleaned up because you know, we watched it on Disney Plus. So I wonder if they clean up a yeah. lot of these movies because like I, I went on a spree for of sure. like watching like the Herbie movies after this because I was in the mood for like old Disney, and uh, even those looked very cleaned up, you know, from what I remember. So I, I wonder if this movie's cleaned up a bit, but still, it looks really good and. Uh, you know, it's uh, very, very joyful to see. Like, I'm, I'm watching. I have the IMDb uh, opened up right now. I'm seeing the clips of it. And again, seeing that first interaction with him and King Brian is insane. Like, it looks so good. I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the list Seahorses of forever. Disney movies. The list of Disney movies is so long. Oh, yeah. They oh, are yeah. For, forever. Okay, where is the Alice in Wonderland, though? Is that, like... I feel like that was the very Al- first. Alice in Wonderland is 1951. But there was one. No, Wait. there was like one that they like. I think Walt was trying to do like an Alice in Wonderland, and that's how. Well, a lot of the animation at that time, they would get actors into a studio and dress them up as the characters and film those segments, and also have artists drawing them live, and like that, they would use that as reference footage. Mm. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. It might have been. I don't know. There was something. Mario, I feel like it was one of those behind the. I don't know. Yeah, we've, watching, yeah, we've been watching a lot of like behind Disney stuff, like all the documentaries and stuff. But um, I could be mixing things up. It's fun. Yeah. Sorry. Now I just got carried away looking at the list of Disney films. <laughs> anyway, um, where were we? Oh, uh, I feel like this movie plays on a very primal fear of mine and that is uh, leprechauns well i mean yeah yeah <laughs> um they terrify me uh mm. but understandably the knowing that what you are experiencing is real and no one else is believing you yeah that's mm. like and they the all worst. think you're crazy that's that's a that's a terrifying feeling yeah like seeing him in the bar with with king brian in the bag and the whole time I'm kind of yelling, like, just show him, show him, show him that you got the leprechaun in the bag, dude. And then when you finally do, 
and you see he's taking the form of a rabbit, then you're like, you got to be kidding me. And when the rabbit takes off and he chases after him, I feel so bad for Darby at that point because then everyone's like, look at him. He looks so stupid. Like, but you're also, don't run away. And he's, he's chasing after a rabbit. And like, that's mm-hmm. like the worst, dude. Like, I, But I also so everyone at the pub believes him because instead of showing them, because seeing is believing, but in this case, not so much, he has him drink the 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 little shot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He so, like, the- everybody in the pub believes him because a rabbit wouldn't be able to drink the shot and then hand the glass back up. Like, I, I do like, I have a note on that. Um, if he doubts it, here's the very same glass. Mm hmm. Uh, that's not evidence. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that wouldn't hold up in a court of law. Uh, I mean, you could say any glass in this place was the gla- the glass. You could put a. A different glass up there and say that was the glass. <laughs> Frank Sinatra drank out of this glass right here. Yeah, dude, you know whose thermos this was? Whose? Neil Armstrong's. <laughs> Neil Armstrong. Did he take it yeah. to the moon? I haven't even cl- washed it since. <laughs> Had the same water in it. Uh, he did take it to the moon. <laughs> he did. Twice. He went to the moon twice with it. Um, a flash. And I just wrote my name on it in Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> of me. Uh, but yeah let's I guess let's get into it uh, my next note Connery sings swoon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I greatly another, increased his sexy rating I did that, have another note before we got into the singing oh, yeah. but, but I mean actually I had a lot of notes before we got into the singing but we can talk about the singing let's talk about the singing yeah how like like it's, it's not really a score or a thing but like, like should we score his singing how do you like his singing in this eight. movie? Give him an eight. Yeah, he's got a good voice. I, I, I saw it here as well. I think it's it's great because mm-hmm. because we've we've always as Connery as casual Connerys, casual fans, Connery. We always knew him as the uh, underneath the mango tree uh, singer Under in Doctor No, and he sounds great there. So you wonder if that was just a nice little nod to this movie, putting that into the... I don't know if it's in a novel or anything, but... Underneath the Irish girl. <laughs> what? But, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think he's a tremendous singer, and uh, and it helps that he looks uh, looks tremendous, too. His hair looks great. This is like, you know, pre, uh, pre-hairpiece Connery. Kind of has an Elvis look to him. Mm. Yeah, and especially when I will say at the end after he fights Pony, um, his hair is all tussled and he kind of looks like Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I, I got to get this note out of the way. <clears throat> it's not even a note I wrote. It's just something I just discovered. Bars note I wrote. So this <laughs> in my book, I have a note. And notes of this film I have wrote. Ah! <laughs> and then the horse goes. <laughs> <laughs> we should cut that horse with uh, the clip you did last week with us and Chris, and he does the little. <laughs> click. And it would have kind of hanged up the phone before that. Put the put the horse like flipping. <laughs> Jolly good. What what? Jolly good. What what? <laughs> uh, good stuff. So this film was directed by Robert Stevenson. Not Robert Louis Stevenson, but Robert Edward Stevenson. He directed Darby O'Gill and the Little People. He also directed Mary Poppins Ooh. and Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. 
I was going to say know, that Mary Poppins. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you sense. know what else he directed? Mario? Super Mario Brothers show? Yes. You're no right. way! No. No. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I was implying that question towards Mario because I feel like he is going to appreciate the answers to this. Is it going to be? Is it going to be? Uh, is it, is it, uh, Big Mama's let, let, house. Let's get. Let's. Get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, let, let's guess here. Is it? It's another Connery film. No. Okay. It's it's uh, actually it's two other Disney films. Is it Herbie? That's one of them. Let's go. Which one? Love Bug. Yeah. Okay. Are they both Herbie movies or? Yep. Oh, so, um, okay. So I'm assuming Love Monte Bug Carlo. and Rides Again. You're correct. Let's go. Those, fe- right. th- those two are the only ones that feel like the same. Then Monte Carlo is like, Monte Carlo is the Empire Strikes Back of Herbie movies. And then it goes downhill when it, it's Herbie Goes Bananas. <laughs> Although Herbie Goes Bananas is not bad. I, I watched it the other day. Anyways, this is not Herbie Curious. Once he once Herbie hits is. those bananas, it really goes off the rails. Mm. It does. It does. He does eat, have bananas at one point. He's like covered in bananas. But anyways, we, I got Dylan. We got to watch those movies together. I want to watch. And them then with a you. weird mouth opens after Connery up and happens. Eats the bananas. After Connery uh, uh, is you, done, Dylan, you guys you are going to like Dylan, Herbie the Love about Bug. That, but he he does that in the movie. I'm telling you. You, you got, oh my god, you're going to have a good. All right. Well, uh, you know what? I I like that idea, Alicia. The little in between season after we do Connery Curious and we're about to go into more movies, we'll take a six week period and we'll do the Herbie films. All of them. We have to do every single. We have to do Love Bug. Uh, they are Rides connected again. to Connery, so like. You know. Somewhat, yeah. That's somewhat connected. Because now you've got Connery. you've got the director, you've got that connection there, so. Yeah. And Connery did the voice of Herbie. <laughs> it's me, Herbie the Love Bug. Beep, beep. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Dude, if Connery was in Herbie, it'd be hilarious. Michael Knight, Knight Rider. You, you wonder if, like, if Connery was ever in consideration for other Disney stuff. Cause, he was, wasn't he? Because, like, so Dean Jones was the guy in Love Bugs, but you, you ever wonder if, like, he was in consideration? Because that because a lot of connections there. We're going on a Love Bug tangent, but um, what do you, what's his name? Speaking of. Um, I'm not going on any tangents on this podcast. Never. Never. No, they're, but, they're unplanned vacations. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but speaking of like a connection of uh, uh, Mary Poppins, David Tomlinson, Tomlinson, yes, who was in uh, he he's the dad in Mary Poppins. Yes, was also the villain in Love Bug, and he was in countless Disney movies. He was in um, Mary Poppins, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, Love Bug, obviously, all directed and, by Robert Stevenson. Right? Is that, is, that, is that a fact? Yes. Yes. He uh, just said right. that before. That's right. That's right. Three, of, three of his films featured Who was paying attention? David so, Tomlinson. I know, I, know, I know David Tomlinson, they kind of pick, like, Walt loved him because I think he, because he looked like Walt. So it's like, he liked to have some kind of representation of himself. I'm sorry. That movie. That's Wait, is this a fact, down. Mario? I'm telling like, you. Like, he liked him because he looked like Walt? I'm telling you, there's a documentary. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about the actor or the director? The actor David Tomlinson. Oh, the actor. Okay, yeah. No, I got mixed up. No, that is actually true because, yeah. They talked about that in like a documentary not too long ago. But like, yeah, so he was in a lot of films. But I was like, you look like me. I'm going to take you in the back and fuck you. I like you. It had to do with Mary Poppins and like how Walt saw himself in the film. And um, yeah. 
It was, yeah. He, but, he identified with him. But yeah, you, 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 I, I just... Wa- I see I, myself as young, sexy. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just wonder if uh, if Connery was ever considered for other um, other movies. You know, it'd be, it would have been, been interesting to see him in anything else, you know? But, you know, maybe... Well, if this got him the role for James Bond, he I was feel been, like... He was probably in... in he in maybe Bond was land. in consideration for things, but just did not have time. Then his, <laughs> then his life got ruined. No. Yep. Well, Bond... He wouldn't be cast as Bond until a year later. Yeah. Or that doesn't even, even give you two, much... year, two years later. Even. But that still doesn't give you much time to work on other projects in the meantime. Yeah, because Love Bug what, is what like he working on? 69. We've got, we've got Darby O'Gill and the Little People in 59, followed by Tarzan's Greatest Adventures in 59, and then 60, he's got an off year from film, uh, On the Fiddle, The Frightened City, The Longest Day, Dr. No. Mm. So. So he's still got five films to go hmm. before he's in Doctor No. <laughs> Anytime you accidentally rhyme, you have to follow it up with a drunken Irish laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that scene went on for Wait. so long. <laughs> so and so long. The fiddle scene went on for so long. Should I just wipe out this? Um, Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. Go through it. And then we can talk f- about them. We get a free range talk. Okay. Darby tricks the leprechauns into opening the mountain by and leaving by playing the fox chase on Brian's Stradivarius violin. Darby the escapes. fox chase. Right. What did he think that he put the trap? Look at you. See, you, you, you remember Connections, a bunch of, man. You remember so much about this movie. Remember? Yeah, what? Yeah, see, so you, you're like, I don't remember anything about this movie. I'm like, the second we start talking, it's going to come back, and you're like, look at all these conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> all these connections. I got you. Jet fuel can't burn steel beams, but leprechauns can. <laughs> Damn. Oh, topical. Uh, I'm not a 9-11 conspiracy person, by the way. <laughs> Guys, just want to... Disclaimer from the legal department. Disclaimer. <laughs> yes. um, uh, following our disclaimer that fo- that, that uh, precedes our podcast. Anyway. Oh, oh, Mario. Yes. I w- watched I watched the South Park pandemic special. Oh, how was wor- that? I haven't gotten to see it yet. It was great. It was amazing. But they, you know the wording that's before each episode of South Park? Like how there's a big... You know, black screen with white text. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that precedes the the theme song. Well, they changed this one to be more like PC, and it's almost like exactly the one from our podcast. Really? <laughs> so I feel like I may need to reword it or something. But it's. But I also took it from Disney, and I like reworded it from there. Either yeah. way, it was just it, it. It look look it up, and you'll see. It's oh, I gotta very see similar. that. It came out two years before we started doing the podcast though so anyway um uh excuse me fox chase chase. uh darby escapes oh uh do you want to to just talk about that scene (laughs) and how long it was yeah and Mm. uh okay um so (laughs) i've got some notes leading up to that okay so uh pony is pathetic Fucking pony. We'll get into pony later. Um, but then when we get a scene with an actual horse, not named Pony, the po- the horse name is Cleopatra. Uh, we I wrote Pink Floyd Cleopatra. 
Pink keeps changing colors, but not in like a cool special effect way like the yeah. Wizard of Oz. It's, like a laser light show kind of yeah, way. Yeah, it's Pink Floyd. Like, Yeah, that was the, real bad. <laughs> I just want to take that footage and put like Grey Gig in the Sky over it. Yep. Um, uh, and then the leprechauns use lightning, so I wrote Palpatine Leprechaun. <laughs> um, and then when we get to the party, the big leprechaun party, um, uh, we could either put club music over that, like so it's a rave, or take the scenes from um, Matrix 2 and 3 where Lawrence Fishburne is talking about Zion and intercut it with the leprechaun dance party. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, okay, even, so you can so cut got, it with uh, what do you call it? Too what's the club scene? What's the Angelina Jolie movie that? Uh, oh, it, playing by heart. Playing by heart, like yeah, does have Angelina Jolie and she looks over <laughs> yeah, and all yeah. the all the leprechauns just dance. Just that shot of Ryan Phillippe dancing by himself in the, yeah. in the crowd, and it's just him in the leprechaun crowd. <laughs> the leprechauns dancing. Oh, shit. Uh, so I have um, just on the dancing alone. So that that was the first note. Two, three, four. I have four total notes just on Leprechaun's dancing. Oh, God. Um, so this was before they even started speeding up the footage. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, they all danced to death. <laughs> yeah. Then, then they start speeding up the song, and thus the footage starts speeding up. And I just imagine it, it cuts to space balls. It cuts to Dark Helmet go... No, no, go past this. <laughs> pass this. In fact, never play this again. <laughs> and then you get the SpongeBob time card of three hours later. <laughs> and then we're finally out of the cave. Uh, Darby escapes and expecting Brian to pursue him later engages him in a drinking game with a jug of poit, poitin, poit. Poutine? Poutine? Poutine. Poutine? He's no. got, yeah, a glass of french fries and gravy. <laughs> a gl- allowing a him gl- to ca- <laughs> glass of fries? <laughs> it's a glass of gravy with like, fr- like a french fry garnish straw. on it. Straw. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's a veggie straw. <laughs> After one uh, suck through of the straw, the straw is just ruined. <laughs> mm, Vespa martinis. <laughs> with a french fry straw. <laughs> <laughs> Shaken, not stood. Salt and vinegar. <laughs> Vodka's made out of potatoes, so... It is. Salt and vinegar potatoes. Very true, yes. Sour cream and onion vodka. Okay. Um, allowing him to capture the leprechaun at sunrise when his magic has no effect. Since Darby has caught him, Brian grants him three wishes. Brian tries to trick Darby into making additional wishes... But Darby recalls from their previous encounter that wishing for a fourth wish forfeits them all. Mm-hmm. Darby's first wish is for Brian to stay by his side for two weeks or until Darby runs out of wishes. Darby tries to show Michael the king while he's trapped in a sack, but Michael only sees a rabbit. Darby accidentally wishes that Michael could see Brian, which the fairy king grants with the caveat that he does see me, he sees me as a rabbit. Mm. Um but then he like I don't know does he feel bad and he like I will I'll come to him in his dream. Yeah. It doesn't say that in the Wikipedia here. 
that he comes to him. Yeah, because that's like he's like, oh yeah, no, I I'll go to him though, but I'll go to him in his dreams, and I'm like, like why? Why you already got him? You got him. He does see me. <laughs> so I I have notes on the dream scene. Uh, what do you guys think of Connery's sleep acting? <laughs> that was okay. It was fine. Yeah. But like, it just. F- <laughs> You're tired. Don't open your eyes. It was but better I mean, than what's her faces, Katie's. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like you'd be a little more alert if you heard a, a voice in your room. Like you know, it just like I don't know. It was it was a little, a little interesting. Um, but the, that's the, not true. I've talked to you in your sleep before. If you, but okay, but you you know me. You, <laughs> the other day, the other day, Nicole had fallen asleep. She always falls asleep with the TV on. She's been watching Charmed lately, and so she fell asleep. And I go and I shut the PlayStation off and I shut the TV off. And me sh- me shutting the TV off and putting the remote down on the table. Of course, that wakes her up. I could fucking hit a steel drum with an aluminum bat and it wouldn't wake her up. But that w- woke her up. <laughs> She, she wakes up, but she's still asleep. And she goes, did you get the blankets? Did you get the blankets? Also, I'm sorry. I have to share this. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, but I had this dream where I was at a wrestling match, which I would never be. But Mario, you'd, you'd be into this. I was at a wrestling match. Bring it on. Sitting ringside. And I turn to my left and there is Trump sitting at a desk, and he's got a lot of phones. And one of them is ringing, and he picks up the wrong one, answers it, and goes, hello, and no one's there, and he puts it down. And I say, Mr. Trump, I think you answered the wrong phone. And he goes, a lot of phones. <laughs> a lot of phones. That's it. That was the whole dream. <laughs> 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 you said too many phones. Like your Mister, uh, hey, you know, a lot of phones, a lot of phones, a lot of things going on here. That's it. Two words. That, it was just the two words. A lot of phones. <laughs> and then it freeze framed. It said directed by Larry David. And started playing a Seinfeld. A break, break, doo doo Oh, when you said Larry David, I was thinking the Curb Your Enthusiasm. Also a good one. Are you singing the Heat Miser song? I think it's Seinfeld. That was the Heat Miser song. It could be. Totally, you swapped over to Heat Miser somewhere in the middle. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. Sagru. Sugru. Sagru. Sagru. But people kept like pronouncing it different ways. In the movie. Anyway, so Pony Sagru, the town bully, decides to take, to try to take Michael's new job. Yeah, he is Gaston. (laughs) Pony is fucking pathetic. He's so pathetic, and his mom is so pathetic. Widow Sheila Sagru. So, so pathetic. 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 Wow, she was born in 1883. Damn, and really? she lived to 101. That's the mother? Yeah. How old was she when this... So, 1880, 1883. Yeah. So she would have been in her 70s. 
That's wild to think about. She would have been 76. With another 25 years to go. Cheese and crackers. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway, it's Estelle Windwood. Estelle Winwood as Widow Sheila Sugru and Kieran Moore as Pony Sugru. Um Okay, uh so Even though Pony's just like a dope who just goes along with whatever his mother says anyway. You see, he said you were a big man. You've got the job. He's like, "Oh, really? Oh, okay." Cool, thanks, Mom. I do like that scene when she's like desperately like trying to talk him up to the to the uh, Lord Fitzpatrick there, and she's like, "Oh yeah, he's beating everyone up," and the look on his face is just like, "Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a qualification I'm looking for." Not. (laughs) Uh, Pony Segru, the town bully, decides to try to take Michael's new job and Katie for himself. Pony's mother, Sheila tells Katie about Darby's retirement, causing Katie to angrily confront Darby and Michael. When Cleopatra has gotten loose again, Katie chases her to Noknoshiga. Darby later finds her stricken with a deadly fever. A banshee appears and summons the Dulahan on a death coach to transport Katie's soul. (laughs) How shocking was that? (laughs) Yeah, yep, yeah. I would be like if suddenly Jesus Christ just showed up. <laughs> like all of a sudden the mentor showed up. And I was like, or, And Santa. <laughs> oh my God. All right, the fucking Banshee. Not Did that what I pictured a Banshee to be. terrify you guys, though? When, it o- when he opened the door and then just that snap zoom in and then the hooded figure rises. Yeah, that, just, that, was, oh that, that, that was our jump scare. That if I would, I mean, what, you see it beforehand in the mountains, but. I, but also, didn't we have a little bit of Pink Floyd situation happening with the Banshee as well? For sure. <laughs> for sure. So that almost kind of like softens the blow for me because it was a little bit comical. Like it also reminded me of um, when uh, Kate. So wait, is that uh, who plays the white? Queen in um, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Kate Blanchett. When she goes all, I will be the ruler of the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I wait, so the test. So I have the so I'm just looking at the cast real quick. Uh so that is that character called the Witch, played by Joanne Gethon, which is uncredited? I'm assuming that's the same No, I think there's actually a witch. Because when I saw the face, I was, the there's witch. the witch too. Oh, the witch is such a good movie. I don't think they could make a sequel to it that'd be any good. <laughs> no, I think there was actually a witch though. They like mentioned a witch at least at yes, one point. Yes, jo- Joanne Genthon plays yeah. the witch, uncredited. Because I just assumed that Sheila was the banshee. No pictures so, of the. Yeah, there's no pictures of it. But like, I, at first, I was like, "Is that is that the old lady from the beginning of the movie? Is she is she the banshee?" Maybe. But, yeah, there's no um, real, like... No cast as the Banshee. Huh. Yeah, cause it, cause uh, it definitely looks like an old woman. Like, that's, yeah. why, that's why I thought it might have been Estelle Winwood. Like, oh, we need a Banshee. Uh, Estelle, can you be a Banshee for, for this scene? You're, you're not going home yet, right? I'm glad you think so highly of me. 
Didn't they do that with somebody? Wasn't it like Ralph Fiennes or whatever? Or Fiennes? Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes, whatever. A.K.A. Yeah, Voldemort. Voldemort. Wasn't you he like a makeup artist or something? Was he? Mario, am I misremembering things again? Uh, s- say that statement again? Ray Fiennes? Was a, no, somebody, remember they had, no, it was the White King from Game of Thrones. The Night, the, the Night King. The Night King. Yeah, he was the makeup artist or something, and they were like, oh, we need a guy to play this. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes sense. He has no lines in the show, so, like, mm-hmm. just look brooding for a couple scenes. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ray Fiennes would have been a cool uh, Night King. Ray Fiennes is awesome. Especially with a nose. He doesn't have a nose, though. Not in Harry Potter. They cut it off him. He doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, where he finds lost his nose. Never, haven't you seen? Like, Did somebody like get you, your nose and then not return it. Yeah, if you exactly. if, if, if 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 you watch No Time to Die, you can tell the CG nose. It's a, yeah. it's, a, it's just like a plastic nose, like you know those glasses that have, that have the nose on it <laughs> with it's a just, mustache. Yeah. Just, all right, 007, We have a mission for you to play. Her Magic Secret Service in the background. He's wearing the glasses with the mustache. I want to put that on. Everything that Ray finds is in now. <laughs> and then and you show anybody that you do it well enough, and then you show any casual Harry Potter fan that. Or no, no, like a hardcore Harry Potter fan that's never seen any other real films. And then you show them that and be like, yeah, do you know they cast him because he doesn't have a nose? Wait, really? And yeah, look at this clip from this movie he's in. Yeah, he's never had a nose. Like they actually See, he's in off. this James Bond film, and he's got the, the glasses with the nose <laughs> and the mustache. Ray finds a method actor. He said, Voldemort doesn't have a nose in this movie. All right. And he just cut Sliced off. it off with a hot blade. <laughs> right there at the audition. Uh. And then... And then the producer's like, Jesus Christ, what did you do that for? He's like, if you don't give me this role, I'll kill myself. And then like, this is not the first time we've experienced this as James Bond producers. (laughs) Not again. As a story for another time, Alicia. Okay. But there's no time to die. There's no no time to to fry. All right. Uh, um, Okay, so uh, (laughs) let me wrap up the wiki here. So a banshee appears and summons the Dullahan on a death coach to transport Katie's soul. That's the name of my next song. The whole thing, that whole sentence. Very Harry Potter, I thought. This this reminded me of the beginning of um, Fantastic Beasts with the, with the coach, the death coach. They put me in, coach. Put I'm me. ready to play. <laughs> put me in. Yes. Agreed. It did remind me of like yeah of Fantastic Beasts too. You mean yeah when Grindelwald is escaping. Grindelwald. Yep. Yes, it reminded me of Fantastic Beasts as well. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, no. Never mind. <laughs> this is, let, let, let the bit let the bit roll, Alicia. I'm just gonna let it go. Just smile and wave, and <laughs> Titus will slowly just, walk away. <laughs> just, just give him the treat and let him go. Give him the cookie and walk away. Just, if if we don't pay that much attention to him, he will leave. <laughs> Brian sadly grants Darby's third wish to take Katie's place. Inside the death coach, Brian consoles Darby, then tricks him into wishing he would have Brian's company in the afterlife. 
This counts no. as a four. He didn't trick him. He he intentionally did that. Yeah, that's an intentional trick. Yeah, but it wasn't a trick. I feel like yes, Darby ma Darby made that choice. Yeah, but because Darby was so overwhelmed with grief, he didn't realize what was going on. Oh, okay. He's like, he's like, yeah, he was just using it as... Because he already uses a, a passing phrase. He's like, yeah, I wish you could see him too. Oh, damn it, that's a wish. You know what I mean? Because he keeps, he keeps trying to be intentional with his wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this counts as a fourth wish, and Brian voids all his others. Darby is freed from the death coach and returns to Katie, who makes a full recovery. Michael later confronts and humiliates Pony at the pub. Michael and Katie fall in love with Darby's approval. Uh, I liked that twist of the fourth wish. That got me. Yeah. It was yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Genuinely really well surprising. Done. Well, when he uh, showed up in the coach, I was like, "Oh, oh, here it comes! Here it comes!" Like I was waiting for it. But I really thought that what's his face that uh, Darby figured out what he was trying to do. Oh, I I, I thought he was just so like overcome with grief. That it's possible. I, I he's like he would just often. yeah. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I mean, I didn't see the. I you you alerted me to the rabbit thing. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, Could be way off base, but that's my running theory, man. <laughs> I, I mean, it all ties together. Unless mm -hmm. the only animals that they had for this were rabbits. That's it. We only have we can we can get rabbits. Can you and get birds? And what do you pull no. out of a hat as a magician? Boom. A leprechaun. <laughs> leprechaun. I, I do have a note. He died in that bag. <laughs> He's like, I'm putting you somewhere you can't escape, and he puts him in the bag, ties the bag up, and then puts the bag in a chest. Poor Brian. And then Brian dies in the bag. Um, Brian. Brian is the new Kevin. Who's Kevin? Just the name, Kevin. Kevin's the big dodo bird from Up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Don't mind me. <laughs> You're good. Um, uh, I have several notes to, to knock out for this thing. Go, now go, that we've cover, go covered through the, the entirety of the plot. But yeah, you guys interject with your notes as well. I, I I'm I'm through with my notes, so you can g g oh, give well. us. I didn't take. I like just got into the movie and I stopped taking notes. Um, okay, I have puppet puppet hand fighting the cat, and puppet Brian when he gets put into the bag. I really liked those. Those were funny. Um, and then the giant hand, uh, when when Brian, when Darby chokes Brian, and it cuts down, and you see there's a giant hand that's choking Brian. And I just wrote, yes, daddy. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> then, after he puts Darby, after he puts Brian in the bag and then puts the bag in the chest, like, he walks out of the house all happy, realizing that he's got two wishes left to do with as he pleases. And he walks out with such, a, like, a happy energy that I just imagine, I got the power! And it just, like, becomes, like, the uh, Bruce Almighty sequence. <laughs> a woman walks by and Darby, like, and the skirt blows up. <laughs> blows up a fire extinguisher for no reason. And he saw that it was good. <laughs> I can't do it in an Irish voice. Um, okay, what's the hazard of hot bread? Did anyone catch that? 
the hazard of hot bread. She bring after we hear Connery oh, singing. Yeah. She brings him lunch and she says, I'm sorry the bread's not cool and he's like, I actually like hot bread better and she says, Haven't don't you know the hazard of hot bread? Burn your tongue. It can't be that hot. Oh, now I'm gonna Google it. Okay. There must be like some Irish fable or something. Hold on. Well, in that same interaction, he says, well, Katie, do you think I'm a good lad? And she says, I very greatly doubt it and starts skipping away. And that whole that interaction is basically like, I know you're a bad boy. It's like it's like Bo talking to me. Am I a good boy? Am I a good lad? I greatly doubt it. You shit everywhere. (laughs) Always pooping. She said that to him. I highly doubt. I greatly doubt it. You're shitting everywhere. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Father Putin, the priest. Anyone think that the priest looked like Putin? Yes. Yeah, he did look like Putin. Uh, and I fucking love how excited the town folk get over the bell. Oh yeah, when it finally gets they there. Are cheering and. Like ninety people are like, I gotta unstrap the bell. I gotta touch it. It's a fucking bell. <laughs> Look at the fucking bell. And then later, uh, when when Brian is go like, all right, you're gonna wish your third wish now. You're gonna wish your third wish. And he's like, shut up. I'm listening. Listen to my music. And it's the bell ringing. It's like this song sucks. <laughs> it's one note over and over. It sucks. Learn a melody. You, you played great fiddle earlier. What's going on? <laughs> um, um, chicken music? When everyone's like, oh, it's probably a prize winning chicken. <laughs> and then the music starts like, the strings start doing that too. Did you notice that? Oh, never mind then. Sure, it's only Lady Fitzpatrick's prize hen. The one they gave the red ribbon to at the fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I, I did enjoy. We'll, we'll talk about it later. But the music is uh, it's, it's it's not too memorable, but it's got some fun music in this movie. Yeah, classic uh, Disney esque. Yeah, yeah, very uplifting and appropriately spooky at parts, and and um, whimsical. Whim, whimsical. Um, wow, that's a big bird. Um. So, for the record, the hot bread thing. Okay, do tell. Apparently, it was, like, a common uh, 19th century, like, belief that eating hot bread was dangerously unhealthful. Uh, so, like, it, it, I guess it's just been, like, a thing throughout history. Like, it's not necessarily an Ireland thing, but it's, it like. It gave you gonorrhea. Yeah, it just says that it's, like, I don't know, that it should be at least a day or two old before you eat it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's Fair like the, the the Reader's Digest version. There's like a whole bunch of information here on this page, but well, how about Eater's Digest? Mm. Mm-hmm. That Did they too. Think of that. Yes. <laughs> because eaters do digest. They do digest. At least, Ba-dum. hopefully. <laughs> um. Unless it's unless it's hot bread, apparently. Well, it's has very hazardous to your health. Mm-hmm. Dangerously uh. unhealthful. 
Yeah, it might murder you in the middle of the night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some would um, some would say magically unhealthful, unhealthful, magically <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what killed my dad? Hot bread. <laughs> it's, on, it's on his tomb, it's his like headstone. <laughs> hot pie. I don't understand. He was doing so well, and then the nurse brought him toast. <laughs> Imagine you go to like the subway or something, and like they, they toast. <laughs> you want your bread toasted? Are you crazy? Are you trying to murder me? <laughs> what are you doing? You know I can't have hot bread. Try to kill me here. Don't you know the hazard? <laughs> the hazards of hot bread. <laughs> Next time I'm at any restaurant and they bring warm bread out, I'll be like, don't you know the hazards of hot bread? <laughs> There's an Irish guy in the corner of the bar, like, just winking to you. (laughs) Winks. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Okay, so when when Katie goes to the dance, Mm -hmm. she leaves the dance with a man named Sean. Right? Yes. Okay. Then, no. But... A different man named Sean. Hmm. Maybe in this universe, maybe his last name is, it's O'Connery. Oh. No, sh- no way. <laughs> no, no, I, oh. I'm just making that up. <laughs> I'm like, no way, the character's when, name is Sean O'Connery, stop. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that, that would be very funny. Well, you know what, now he is, it's canon. It's O'Cannon. <laughs> O'Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, honestly, hey, do you know who did the dance numbers for this movie? Who? Sean Connery. Um, no, no. Corey O'Graf. Corey O'Graf. <laughs> a very Irish name. Corey oh. O'Graf. Come on. And um it. and the uh like that uh, like that garden setup where they're eating, that mm-hmm. was designed by Patty O'Furniture. Mm, mm-hmm. You come up with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My life is shit. has gone to shit. Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I can't. Um, I can't stop making Irish jokes. Please help um, me. Oh, help me. So- <laughs> mm, I'll have an O-help me bar. No help me bar. So anyway, so she leaves the dance with Sean O'Connery, mm-hmm. and uh, po- Pony cuts in, and he's like, I think I'll take her home, and he like grabs Sean O'Connery's hand and twists it and like damn near breaks it. He's like, isn't that right, Sean O'Connery? And Sean O'Connery's like, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So that made me really sad, and I wrote, mm. "I want Sean to have a Back to the Future moment with Pony, like yeah. George, like George and Biff." Yes. Hey, you, get, get your damn, damn hands, hands off, off of, of her. her. Poor Sean. Uh, but then later in the movie, he does it to Sean Connery, Michael McBride. And then Sean Connery, Michael McBride, gets the Back to the Future moment. Yes. Oh, good. And that, okay, did you think that was weird when he comes in the bar? He's like, I believe in leprechauns all the way now. I'll have a leprechaun eat your mother. <laughs> That's like him going to New York's to Wieners. I'll have a leprechaun all the way. 
<laughs> Rare, please. <laughs> Rare, please. No onions, please. Actually, you know what? Feeling a little... Uh, Spicy tonight, medium rare. <laughs> I believe in leprechauns all the way. Leprechaun for Senate, leprechaun for President. Do you think the fight scene got the attention for um, Bond as well? Like the I can imagine, yeah. Like that was very like that. That just Connery's fight style is very. Which we could cut with fisticuffs. action with Tiger. Yes, yeah, like he's yeah. She yeah, cut it so he's fighting himself. <laughs> He's fighting alternate versions of himself. It's like or, it's like the spi- or two Connerys fighting their way out of the bar. Oh my god, we got to make they they made across the Spider Verse. We got to make across the Connery Verse, and there's like a, a universe with like all the different Connerys in it, and they're all fighting each other. <laughs> oh, I would love that. They're all they're all golfing together and fighting each other, and and trying to get away from this bear that's controlling the weather. Ah, <laughs> uh. um, I. On on that note, um, I am serious about doing this, uh, Sir Billy wrap up. Oh yeah, it's it's got to happen. Yeah, I think I'm at this point. I'm serious about it, and I think we should do live music. We should play songs that are from these movies. Songs like "Diamonds Are Forever," songs like "Little Irish Girl." Ooh, that'd be fun. Could you imagine a barbershop quartet version of Little Irish Girl? Ooh. I'd, I'd prefer actually the uh, the Bollyhoo, whatever the hell it was. Bollyhoo. Wait, you said you said it right before. I know. Uh, I have to read it though in order to see it. It's um, Ballamacquilty. Ballamacquilty. It's like a ballad of McQuilty. Ballad McQuilty. Yeah. McQuilty's band. Is what it's called. So we could we could do a uh, I think we could do a barbershop quartet version of Little Irish Girl. Oh, that'd be sick. And uh, and I also want to make a montage of like just cut together. You know, make make like a twenty minute montage that could play on a loop of, of just clips from all these movies. Excellent. <clears throat> um, okay, uh, other notes I have to whittle this thing down. Um, during the dream scene, dream sequence when he shows up to, to Katie and Sean and uh, Michael, excuse me, in their dreams. Um, when he shows up to Katie, he's like, what, what is your last word? And she goes, my last word is no. And then three times he's like laughing. He goes, ha ha, keep saying that. Keep saying that. Keep saying that. And I'm like, what? What is that? What is this supposed to be implying? Oh, you will. And, um, I'd know his fist anywhere. When they get the letter from the Lord, uh, and the two old women are looking at it, one of them says, I'd know his fist anywhere. Uh, and then they use Christianity to knowingly be a dick. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be very, it would be very Christian of you to go and deliver this letter. Um, Oof. uh, okay, so... We then get a scene where she's packing up the house. She's all upset because she's read the letter. And Connery comes into the house to see what is wrong. And she is trying to storm out of the house. And he grabs her by the shoulders as, you know, men want to do. As you do. Yeah, as they did at that time, you know. Um, It was just how they courted, you know. Uh, And he goes, I want to marry you. Harrison so romantic. Ford, I guess. Yeah. Well, what I my note here is um, 
Alicia, Mario proposed to you in that way, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he led you to believe that you had to be moved out of your place very quickly. Mm-hmm. And as you were frantically and emotionally packing up, he as came in and grabbed... As I was tornado packing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he came in and, and you're like, what are you doing here? And he grabbed you by the shoulders like, will you marry me? Well, funny enough... I love how, you! Funny enough, that's how we met, was her moving into an, her apartment with Buddy. And I was then, moving in, I wasn't moving, moving out. Moving in, yeah. <laughs> and he grabbed you by the shoulders and he said, well, let's get married! <laughs> What's your name? Yes. That's a matter what my name is. Oh, uh, Marry l- me! Little side note outside of recording, Dylan. I think, uh, do you have to leave for work soon, babe? Yeah, at two. Okay, so oh, right. we could probably well, get Nora's scores in a few. And like, now. yeah, let, let's just do that then. Um, Sorry, uh, Dylan. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I'll just wrap up. Uh, Sean Connery gets a smack. Um, uh, Chasen Apuka. Um, when they're looking for when they're looking for Katie on the mountain, there's a scene of Connery. He bends down and picks up a rope, and I went, "This was her favorite rope." <laughs> when he gets carried off by the um, by the the cart of uh, what is death. it the the Dulahan on the death coach, uh, I was just like, I guess no body was ever found, huh? She's hey. gonna wake up. She's gonna wake up fine from her cold, but she's gonna be like, oh, I guess my dad's dead now. Whatever. Um, and then when all, my final note is when she wakes up, the nurse says that she's fine and saucy. Okay. All right. Well, uh, before. Sansi, S-O-N-S-Y was the subtitle. But saucy is better. She's turned into a sauce. Um, All right, so let's do our scores, and then we'll let you go. And then, unless, wait, do you want to spin the wheel? Oh, yeah, you get to spin the wheel. Yeah, so I I, I dropped the link for the... the Yeah, I dropped dropped it in the Zoom chat for when we get to there. Uh, BS Guys, as you guys know, uh, that that was our Darby O'Gill discussion. We're going to get into our scores now. You guys already know. We need to score if the SHs. We like to score the sexy rating. uh, The score of the score of the film. Uh, We like to do the film itself. And then, of course, finally, the man himself, Sean Connery. Uh, Let's get through it. We'll start with... With, uh, if, if I may, do you want to? Do we want to just do Alicia's scores and have her spin the wheel, and then we can let her go, and we'll do our scores, just so we don't keep you. I don't want to. I don't want to overtalk. That's your. Yeah, your we call. can do that, and that way I can just dip out if I need to, and yeah, that'll be let's good. do that. That way I don't spend too long talking about how sexy they are or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, hundred percent. I, I, that's All perfect. Right. Let's do it. Mario, you have my scores, right, let's, right? Let's do your scores. I don't, ha- I don't yeah, have. I don't, a, I don't have your yeah, scores. You, did, you wrote them down with yours. I just wrote down right, mine. Well, you know phone. what? So <sighs> we'll see. We'll see what Mario has written down, if anything. But we're gonna go by feel. All right. All right. Uh, Alicia, the SH rating. What are you gonna give Connery? Okay, so I feel like there wasn't too many like <laughs> SHs in this one. I, I was like, I feel like that's like a two for me. There wasn't a lot mm. of the like, yish. He, he okay. kept it to a minimum. All righty. Now, uh, the sexy rating. I think I put that at a nine. <laughs> Ooh, hot diggity damn. I think you said ten. I said ten? I think no. you might have said ten. I think but, I said nine. Hmm, but nine, nine is fair. Nine is very fair. Do you want to explain? Um, I think it's like that underrated, like the subtle sexy. I feel like James Bond, he's very in your face trying to be sexy. And in this one, I feel like he's just like naturally and that's probably how we got the James Bond. <laughs> Gosh, it's a lady. Mm. 
But like it's it's very I mean there are com- a couple parts like when he forcibly like grabs her and whatnot that you know that it, it was a ten for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely a hundred percent. But like when he's singing, especially, and um, the way that he just sort of like plays this unassuming character the whole time was very sexy to me. Like he's just very like. I don't want to step on your toes, and I'll just go along with what this crazy old man says because I don't want to like force you people out of your house. He just seems like a good people. Yeah, he's kind. Kind, yes, yeah. and that is sexy to me. So, uh, uh, do you find the rest of the film sexy at all? I mean, the with the leprechauns and <laughs> <clears throat> Pink Floyd horses and whatnot. Yeah. Eh, not really. I think Sean Connery is the sexiness in this film. You know. All right. Okay. How about your score of the musical score? Let's move on to that. That one was How- hard because, Mario, you definitely wrote down my musical score with your score. I don't have it. We talked about it. I got mine. I hate you. You're tacky and I hate you. Hey. You were Marriage. supposed to. I didn't have my Marriage. notebook out. You wrote it down in your notes. You were supposed to. What did you put? Uh, this is not about my score. This is your score. Yeah, but is well, it the, all right? Because there was the a bat. musical score, and then there I, was like another score. Wasn't I mean, there? I mean, I'll get. I can get mine out of the way. I guess mine was an eight because I really enjoyed uh, Connery's uh, musical performance in this, and it, it, it was an earworm all week for me. I think the music overall, I gave it, like, a six. Because it's not something that I'd, like... That song in particular, yeah, maybe, but I don't I don't know that I would, like, go back and listen to all the music in this film over and over again. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the film rating. Or what, do you want to do the film rating or the Sean rating first? Mm, let's do film rating first. Okay, what are you feeling? Uh, I'd give it like a, like a seven or a seven and a half, probably. I feel like the parts that drag, like it was a good movie. It was cute. It was probably a seven and a half, maybe closer to eight. Uh, it was very good, but the parts that dragged on, dragged on like way too long, like almost unbearably long. Um, and there are a couple of parts that like just don't hit as they hit differently now than they probably did then. Like, mm. you know, the hot bread and <laughs> certain things that, you know, like, definitely. <laughs> the I whole to... crowd, when that line happened, the whole crowd just went, yes, we agree. Hot bread, totally. bad. Hot bread is bad. Like, Woo! things like that. <laughs> they acknowledged it. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, things that, you know, like, we, I had to go Google later on. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I do feel like it was a slow burn in terms of, like, the things that I was processing even after the fact. Like, the, the you know, the rabbit thing that I processed today. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, there were a lot of clever little Easter egg sort of situations or connections that happened that made it, I think, more interesting even as I thought about it. So, yeah, probably like a seven and a half or an eight. Which one are you going with? Mmm, Mario. Mmm. I'm going to go seven and a half. Let's seven go seven and a half. half. Yeah, we'll stick you with the sevens. It. All right, and your final rating, Sean Connery. What are you giving the man, the myth, the legend, his performance and what you thought of him and how committed he is to this? And hmm. <clears throat> Discounting the sexiness, of course. Discounting sexiness, that's hard. 
I'd give him probably an eight. Eight? Like an eight. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, that feels like a solid number. Eight. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. Yeah. Now, Mario and I will do our ratings afterwards, but... Uh, so, so are we going to do an early wheel spin? This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's this our, is very this is the first time we switch it around. We'll do the wheel spin before we do our ratings. Yeah, so we got... Uh, so okay, I'll stop I, sharing my screen. Alicia, you want to share your screen? I think she is oh. already. I think I am. Yeah, I've, been, I've, been, I've been looking at her wheel the whole time. Oh, that's you. Oh, oh, okay. We're both sharing our screens. I didn't realize. So okay. Go. So, uh, uh, so yeah. It looks like it's all. Uh, it's shuffled. It's all shuffled and looks good. Uh, so yeah, I guess real quick, we like to uh, say what Speculate. we what we're hoping for. Uh, we usually are on a nose. We mentioned Darby O'Gill uh, last week. Chris spun the wheel, and then we got Darby O'Gill. It landed on all four of the movies it was, that we were talking yeah, about, like, f- like in a row. They were all next to each other. It was so yeah. weird. The, the wheel uh, has a mind of its own. Uh, so I think this week, I think I'm hoping for, we got a young Connery finally, so I think I'm ready to go back to an older Connery. Uh, I think I would like to do uh, Red uh, Hunt for Red October. The, I, the Red for Hunt October. The Red for Hunt October. The, the Chris for Hunt October. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The Chris Hunt for Red October. Um, yeah, honestly, I want Hunt for Red October or I want Time Bandits. Mm. One, of the, one or the other. Alicia, okay. what are you feeling? I was going to say, like... Diamonds are for like one of the Bond films, like Diamonds are Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we only have three left. What do you uh, have left? So many movies uh, left. Uh, so Diamonds we, are Forever, Thunderball, and Never Say Never Again. And then Thunderball, Never Say Never Again, is a, as a package deal because Never Say Never Again is a remake of Thunderball. So no so matter which both. one we hit, if we say hit Never Say Never Again, we'll do Thunderball first and then Never Say Never Again, like two weeks in a row. Uh, so uh, so that that'd be kind of nice or, too. Or the Untouchables, because I just saw it We've go heard around. nothing but good things about the Untouchables. I, I, I am excited about that. Yeah, I, 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 we have I would a guest not, lined up for that, too. Yeah, I, would, I would not be mad if we got Untouchables. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, Lee, whenever you re- you're ready, you can spin. Is there any, like, ceremony the, to this, or oh, I, just, the, I just spin it? All we got to do is say, Lee, are you ready to spin the wheel, wheel. of... Oh. Curiosity. You want to try that again and participate with us, Alicia? Oh, <laughs> oh we, I'm we, supposed to do it. A, a, as, yeah. we, as we start, I didn't mean, as we start I didn't saying, mean to say that with an attitude. Yeah, as as <laughs> as, as we start, I don't think she listens as much. As we start saying curiosities, you click the wheel. It's yes. a whole dramatic ceremony thing. Yeah, so you say it with us. Okay. So, right. ladies ready? and gentlemen. In the Connery Curious Universe, it is that time to spin the Wheel of Curiosity. Just click it now. Click space. Click it. <laughs> there it goes. The, the Frightened, the frightened city. city. All right, so we got another young Connery. Okay. What year, right, th- what year is that? This was 1961. Ooh, okay, so uh, two years after this. Okay, cool. Yeah, and two films before Dr. No. All right. We're covering all the bases here. We did a lot of uh, 90s Connery, now we're doing a lot of, like, 50s and 60s Conneries. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Should I remove this? Yeah. You, you can. Hit remove. Yeah. The Frightened City you is what's remove. next. You can remove. You can stop sharing your screen you, if you'd like. If you want, uh, need to remove... 
yourself to go to work? I, I do, in fact. Um, Mario, <clears throat> do you want me to stay on or you want me to click off? You, you can click off. Do you, do you have anything you want to promote? You can promote for us. I'll promote for you yeah. afterwards. Okay. Yeah, I'm coming. But, well, but yeah. it has been a, a blast having you on, Alicia. Thank you for having me. This is of fun. Of course. Thank you for wanting to be on. Yeah. Anytime. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Me, 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 me. Mama, mama, Mario. All right. Still recording now? I'm still recording. You still right. recording? Yep. And all, all set. we're back. Yeah, I got the audio stuff. I'll, I'll uh, send it to you afterwards when we're done here. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our scores for Darby O'Gill and the little oh, yeah. people. So, All right, uh, let me share the screen once again. I've got the Frightened City pulled up. I think the Frightened City. Uh, yeah, the Frightened City. Let's let's read a little bit about it real quick. A 1961 British neo-noir gangster film about extortion rackets and gang warfare in the West End of London. Ooh. Stars Herbert Lom, who we saw in, in Action of the Tiger. Uh, John Gregson and a pre-bond Sean Connery who plays a burglar called Patty Damien. Oh, how funny. Uh, Patty, an, an Irish name. Right? Nice little connection. Um, okay, so let's go back to our scores here. Uh, Darby O'Gill and the little people. All right, let's do the SH. What are you feeling All about? All right, uh, you got the S, I think, as Lee kind of This is for Darby O'Gill. For Dar- for not, Dar- not Frighten City. Yeah. Oh, I just watched it, too. What the heck? <laughs> During the break, um, uh, I think just like Lee, I agree with her. It's it's not really there. It's young Connor, very young Connor. Is this the youngest Connery we've hit so far? No. Oh, actually, Tiger. Action of the Tiger. So, but yeah, it's only a few years apart, and that one wasn't really uh, prominent as well. So, I think I'm going to give it the same score I gave him in uh, Action of the Tiger, which was a, a solid one. Wow. Well, I'm going to hit the average and give it a 1.5. Okay. Some some Which words, the average, some, the average. yeah. So yeah, some words he would kind of slip it here and there, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's not, it's not that bad. It's very early development. S aging. I just so I've put the zoom window on my other screen, so I can. Oh. Children. Tickle you. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one point five. It really wasn't very prevalent to me either. There was somewhere it was very noticeable, but then as going with my percentage rule, it was about fifteen percent of the time. Especially with that. his singing voice too. It's not very uh, deep in there. You no, seeing, not at all. You know, uh, I mean, he was trying to sing "Little Iris Girl." Mm. So yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so shall we move on to our sexy rating? Sexy rating. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I th- I do think that the uh, the sexiness of Connery very high. Uh, mm. I think he looks tremendous in this film, uh, but mm. I don't think this is a sexy film. I mean, it's a Disney movie. Disney movie shouldn't be sexy. Um, but I think I, I gave it a pretty high score for Connery himself. Um, even, um, 
uh, what's uh, Janet Monroe as Katie O'Gill? She's a, a that's a beautiful girl. She's so pretty, um, beautiful eyes. Uh, so like you know, good looking cast, some good looking people here, but it's not a sexy film. Uh, but I think Connery does kind of carry the sexy a little bit, so I'm willing to give it like a six. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Between you and Alicia, it's a six and a nine. Hey. Nice. Uh, um, I'm gonna give it an eight on the sexiness. Oh, okay. I, I thought Sean Connery is incredibly attractive, and I so get why this was the role that got him Doctor No. Like, if I was uh, a woman in my 40s or 50s at the time, I, I would have also turned to my husband and be like, can you watch while he fucks me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, Janet Monroe is gorgeous. I have such a crush on her in this film. She's beautiful. Mm. Um, and, yeah, between the two of them, it's an eight for sure. Okay, They're, they're just two absolutely beautiful people. Okay, musical score. You gave it an eight. Yeah, I thought it's 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 good. It's like you know, I mean, I just gave it an eight because the 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 I, uh, pretty Irish girl as a track is just tremendous. Uh, the rest of the film, it's kind of forgettable. It's like classic Disney. You know, it just mm. it it sounds fine. Uh, but yeah, I really liked. Uh, I, I think because you know, being a Connery podcast. And being one of the very few songs where Connery sings in it, you got to give high praise to the music if the man himself is singing it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it definitely deserved an eight for me just because, I mean, it's so much fun to see Connery sing a song. Uh, and it was very, very, it was a good song, catchy, earworm. It was stuck in my, my head all week. Well, I, I accidentally put your score into my box, but I also remembered that uh, I. Oops, what did I just do there? Oh. I also remember that I'm giving it an eight as well. Let's go. So it's a good score, though. I just remembered something. Where is it? So Mar Monroe and Connery sing a duet in the film called Pretty Irish Girl, apparently dubbing over vocals by Brendan O'Dowda and Ruby Murray. So there's a version that's sung by these as these uh, two as well, Brendan O'Dowda and Ruby Murray. Mm, okay. So, yeah, there's a version... By them. Well, click on that. Hover over Bren name, Bren's name again. It looks a little bit like Ray Fiennes right there. Yeah, just a little bit. Weird. This is Ruby, Ruby Murray. Oh, okay. And Dell Comics produced a comic book adaptation of the film. I kind of want to read that. Oh, man. That. we got to see that. Um, a demo of Connery singing the song Solo was included in the 1992 compilation The Music of Disney, A Legacy of Song. I'm going to see if I can find that. Oh, it's got to be somewhere. Huh. Oh, that's a whole collection. Yeah, wow. Connery? Yeah, look at that disc three. Disc three, look at that. Nice. Yeah. We got. If we can, we got track this track time. that down. Is it at least on like Spotify or a streaming service of some kind? If not, forty dollars for the CD. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll find we got to find that. I'm excited oh, about that. Right here. Oh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Anyway. 
Sorry for that sidetrack. Anyway, I, I just thought it was an uh, interesting note. Uh, so, but I guess it, it, I had read it wrong at first um, when I was reading the trivia and first read it like Connery and Monroe's voices were dubbed over in the film. But then I realized, no, well, no, there was a track made. And obviously, some they had to have people record it so that Connery and Monroe could learn their parts. Mm. Um, anyway. Okay, so uh, let's get on to our last two ratings. Last two. Okay, I'm sorry I'm all over the place. That's fine. Uh, you want to go first? Give it the film rating? Yeah, film rating. Uh, film rating is a very enjoyable film. Uh, feel good film, you know. Uh, Disney mm. always makes you feel good, and uh, like, yeah, of course, it's like you know. Again, watch this with subtitles if you guys are watching at home. It's very hard to understand some of the uh, mm. the the lines being spoken in this film, uh, but very enjoyable, a lot of fun. This, this might be a new St. Patrick's Day uh, watch. <laughs> usually, I, usually I watch uh, what's that other Luck of the Irish, which is another Disney film. About the uh, Irish kid that becomes a leprechaun, he plays basketball. That's usually my Irish film. Uh, but this is this is going to be what? in the. You never seen Luck of the Irish? Plays basketball. Yeah, I'm sure. Ask ask Nicole about it because I know she's on a, on a kick of like older Disney original films. I'm sure she's seen it. Luck of the Irish. There it is. Yeah, he when he turns like 15 or something, he becomes a leprechaun. It's insane. What? It's it's insane. It's it was a good it was a good movie. It was it was it was it was great. What's his name is in it? Uh Ryan Merryman. But uh the guy who plays grandfather is the Nazi from Blues Brothers. Henry Gibson? I have Riley O'Reilly. Yeah, him. He's the uh, Nazi from uh Blues Brothers. Oh, he's, yeah, he's huh? been in a bunch of stuff too. Uh but yeah, it's uh it's <laughs> Give it a watch. Give it a watch. It's, it's a great. Okay. Uh, but yeah, this is going to go into rotation for sure. I really enjoyed this. So I think uh, I think it gets like a solid eight for me. I think it was really fun. And uh, again, we we never thought starting this podcast that we'd run into uh, a Disney film with Connery in it. And that was very enjoyable for me. Mm. I, you guys have convinced me. I was going to give it a seven, but I'm going to bump it to a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. Matching with Lee, that's good. Perfect. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was very fun. The Banshee was great. <laughs> very, and very if shocking. I was, if I was 10, it would have scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah, it scared me. I'm 32 and it scared the shit out of me. Honestly, the the opening of the door scared me more than the. Yeah, no, yeah, no. That that ju- that's why I mean that jump scare like really got yeah. me. I was like, shit, dude. The first time it appeared, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? I wasn't scared. I was just kind of, you know just going with the film but then i was genuinely scared when he opened the door and just boom quick cut quick zoom um yeah i had a lot of fun with this movie um as alicia said there were parts of it that went on way too long mm-hmm. like the the drinking game and the violin playing uh went on way 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 too long um but the special effects were phenomenal um the practical effects were very enjoyable, such as the little hand fighting the cat, <laughs> the little puppet hand. <laughs> yes. Um, but, like, seamless, seamless effect work. Yeah, such a... Um, blending, the, blending the actor Albert Sharp with Jimmy O'Day as King Brian, like, 
phenomenal side-by-side work. It, it, it's just incredible. And then you consider it was made in 59. Yeah, I mean, Disney I mean, always went they were above doing and visual beyond. Effects. True. Like, visual effects had existed since the start of film. But... Like this was just incredibly impressive. Yeah, so yeah, Disney just went above and beyond. Like even like talking about like and again we're talking about like Herbert Lovebug. Cause I'm I'm fascinated with those films because of how crazy the effects were. It's a classic scene of like when they jump the car and a bounce. Handle and Herbie, that's what it would be called. Handle and Herbie, I like that. Yeah. But there's a scene in the in Lovebug when like they have the car jump, like like it's it's like skipping a rock. He's like bouncing on a lake. And I was, and as a kid, I was like, "Wow, it's so cool! That they did that. How they do that? And you see it like how they're done, and like it's a giant crane, and it's actually a car. And it, oh, wow. It's almost like a, um, like a, like a, what, what was like a ski lift almost. And the car is yeah. on it, and they just lower it and pull it back up, and lower it and pull it back up. Like it's insane. Like just the practical effects they did, and there's some special effects here and there, some green, some shoddy green screen screen work, but like you know that's how it is back in the fifties and sixties. Um, but yeah, Disney always like no matter what, Walt wanted everything to be perfect. So I, I had no doubt in my mind that it was this was not going to look like a good film. But like yeah, it's like again before it's time, man. Like this is insane. Like we we have we have tremendous effects nowadays, but like what they were able to work with in the fifties, dude, insane. So very impressive. Yeah, the effects in this film really helped make it as enjoyable as it was, and then the performances are great. Like everyone is committing to to their uh, to their parts, which I guess we'll get into in our next rating, shall we? Yeah. Uh, you want to give, give a, a Sean a rating? Yeah, I think Sean's going to get an eight as well. I think he's great in it. You know, it's like he's not he's not the, the big star of the show. He's kind of a B character, which, I you know, I thought he would be. You look at the poster. He's front and center. He's front and center with Katie O'Gill. Uh, well, and, you, you think about it. There are three main characters. Well, four main characters. Yeah, yeah. Brian, uh, Darby, Brian, Michael, Katie. Yeah. But they, but they really are f- f- following Darby. But like, yeah, Connery uh, still every time he's on screen, uh, you get excited and you hang on every word, and uh, you want to see him perform more. And I, I think I think he's great, and I I think this is cool that uh, a cool piece of history here because this this is the one that kind of launched the one of the reasons why we started this podcast was James mm-hmm. Bond because we loved Connery and James Bond and we wanted to see more of his work, and we finally got to the point where we got to see the film that possibly triggered that part of his Impulse. career, yeah. you know? So, uh, I think this, this is actually, this is a pretty important film, I think. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And a very important, uh, performance. So, uh, I think for that 8.5, 8.5 for Connery and Darby O'Gill and little people, because I think it You're was bringing it up. Huh? I, yeah. I, I, not, I'm like, I'm hyping myself up now. Uh, but I think just the, uh, yeah, I think this is very important. I think this is very mm-hmm. important uh, in the Connery universe for us. So, absolutely, eight point five. Okay, well, I'm going to stick with Alicia's rating here. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, I'm going to give Connery an eight because yeah, he's he's really good in this. He's really high energy, um, but there's also at points there's an unremarkability about him. Which I think works for this film, but at the same time, like, some of the scenes, he's just there, you know? Like, the first scene that he's in, he's just there. Yeah. You know, what ails him? 
that like that's it. It's not. He's not. I don't know. Like, there's no setup that like this is someone we should care about. He's playing it very understated. Well, I mean, if um, I mean, you look at this list. Okay, so his first thing that he was in was Lilacs in the Spring. He's an extra. No, mm. no road back. He seems like he has a role as Spike. Hell Drivers. He's Johnny Cates. Uh, Fifty-seven Time Lock. He's second welder. Then we see him in Action of the Tiger. Um, and then, like you know, th- th- he has he has a good amount of films there, but it's not big roles. Uh, it, it's th- this is possibly his first bigger role. We haven't seen yeah, th- quite a few. We haven't seen Hell Drivers yet, and we haven't For seen another time, another place. Yeah, so we have to see those performances first. But you know, but you wonder if this is like his first semi lead role in a picture, in a Disney picture of all things too. So. Um, you know, maybe he's finding his uh, his style or his uh, his place. But I mean, I think he lo- he's great in this. Something about him is very different. Like not 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 super unrecognizable, but you can just tell it's very it's very different from you know Connery's very different pre Bond versus post Bond. He mm. really is. He's he is not a star yet. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. So it's like, you know once Doctor No happens, he's a star. Yeah, then he's like, you know then it's like off to the races. So yeah, it's kinda of, so it's it's nice to enjoy these pre Bond movies to see what he was mm. like before Bond because it really is it really is a change afterwards there. Did we Okay I, yeah, we lift lilacs in the spring on the list. That has an interesting one. We got to see what's going on with that. As an extra, yeah, I was thinking, do we want to leave that on? Hmm. Yeah, we might have to. Maybe we'll have to skim he's through it and we'll see. He's an extra, just an extra. I mean, it looks like a film that'd be at least nice to watch. It might be a fun thing just to see. Extra if... in crowd scene. Extra in crowd scene, yeah. So we'd have. Well, yeah, to... we've also watched Memories of Me. So yeah, yeah, but he was more in that. I think it'd be fun to watch this just to see if we could pick him out in the crowd. Okay, and then just review it as a movie. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, yeah, maybe we'll leave out the Sean rating. Who knows? Yeah, because I mean, yeah, he's he's in it technically, so that's what we do. We yeah. do we do Connery movies, and he's in it technically, so yeah, so why so. why the hell not? And this is the Wikipedia. This is the filmography I pulled from Wikipedia. So, tremendous. All right. Well, yeah, I'm giving him an eight in this. He's very good, but he's kind of understated. Mm-hmm. Um, except for you know this the happier s- scenes and fighting. Like he's very good in it. He's he's given range. He's giving range, and he's given range. Um, but yeah, he's just not as remarkable to me. I don't know. But eight, I feel like eight is a great rating anyway. You know what I mean? Eight is still doing damn well. Like in Woman of Straw, we gave him an eight point five, mm. or I gave him an eight point five. Excuse me. And Shalico gave him an eight. Like he seems like he's having, you know, a similar amount of uh, acting and uh, enjoyment out of Shalico. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to compare it to other things. You know. So. Mm. All right, let, let, let's go over these. You know these what? Scores. Fuck it. Eight point five. Eight point four. Oh, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Oh, let's go. Let's go. What? But, <laughs> but all right, yeah. Let's let's go over these final scores here for Darby right, O'Gill yeah. and the Little People. 
So our average SH is a 1.5. He wasn't very shh. No shh. Our average sexy, 7.6. Seven. Pretty, pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. Yeah. Pretty sexy. Very sexy. Our average musical score, we liked it pretty even. It's a 7.3. We liked it all right. Um, our average film rating is a 7.6. <laughs> we liked this film. That's, that's a pretty good film. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of said it, but would you watch again? Really? You don't think so? I, I I said I think I think I'll I'll pull it out uh, around St. Patrick's Day, like to, just yeah. as like it's like because you you always have a Christmas movie you kind of hit, you always have like a Halloween movie you hit, and I feel like yeah, there's not many uh, movies you can watch for St. Pa- I mean, there's a couple, obviously. I mean, look at look at the uh, Luck of the Irish. <laughs> But you got to need to put on your list. <laughs> so it's right up there with the Departed yeah. and the Irishman. No, I, I've 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 not finished the Irishman. I only watched. I've not ha- started the Irishman. Yeah, I think I've watched. I watched like a half hour, and I had to go to work or something that day, and I never went back to it. I got to watch it. Maybe we can watch that together. Killers of the Moon was. Let's watch it. Yeah, I've, I've, I've not seen it, so it could be fun to experience together. Because it's a long, it's a long movie. Yeah, Killers of the Flower Moon was phenomenal. Mm, I haven't seen that. I either. saw it in IMAX. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched this movie alone, as I do with most of these movies. Uh, if I was going to watch this movie again, I could not watch it alone. Mm. I'd have to watch it with people. I think it's fun to watch with people, yeah. Yeah, uh, if that would make it more fun. I don't think it would be fun to watch it alone again. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm glad I got to see it with Alicia. Like, I'm, I'm glad she was like, she agreed to be on this episode and agreed to do this. I figured I'm like, it's a Disney movie. You'll, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it, and she seemed to have a good time while watching it. Um. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's definitely a fun thing to uh, watch with with others. And uh, and we, she we, gave we it hope... a seven and a half. So. Yeah, so I mean that's that's high praise for her. Usually, it's uh, it takes a lot to get a get a good review out of her for like a, a movie. It's very critical. I, I, we we are very critical with friggin' nerds media. So everything's like you know we we nitpick everything in the MCU and in Star Wars and everything. So uh, she's used to that. But like yeah, she she I think she genuinely genuinely God uh, enjoyed this film and as did I. She's a genuinely genuinely. Uh, all right. So and our average Sean rating is eight point three 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 three, which is very good, very good for a total Sean. Of 6.5. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not bad. Okay. So we so we like we 6.5. We like this uh, Sean better than... Uh, Action of the Tiger. Action of the Tiger. And The Longest Day. And the, the Hill. We liked him better in this than we liked him in The Hill. What brought the score down? Oh, the musical score. That's why. Musical and sexy. Did we, did we give him sexy, high sexy rating? One. Oh, we get. Oh, wait, no, no. Eight. He's got an eight in the sexy rating, but it's because that film literally has no music. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Let's let's um, let's let's take out that one because it's that's not fair to it. Yeah. Uh, so that's W nineteen. Let's take that one out. 
So it's a seven now. Perfect. That's that's more fitting. All for right, sure. there we go. Now, not, not, five, not a hill. Seven. Not a hill has beaten Darby O'Gill. Okay, perfect. Yeah, as it, as it should. The hill is a better film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. I can yeah. I can agree to that. Hill is like in our. Eventually, when like towards the end of our saga here, we'll like do like a, a like a top ten or something or like mm. everything. Oh, the hill's gonna be in my top ten for sure. Oh yeah, I think I th- it might be in mine I- too. Maybe. I feel like there'll be at least three Sydney Lumet films in my top ten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express will probably be in the top three. I'll maybe have, like, because I don't want to put a lot of Bond films, but I think I'm going to have at least two Bond films just because I love them so much. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of... Murder's probably going to be up high. Murder on the Orient Express, possibly top three. Oh, my God. Do we want to just make our top... Oh, you know what, Mario? No, no, what we, do you have, do? we have what, so what, much. No, no, no. What are you, what are you doing after this? Uh, Got any plans? I don't think so. I don't know. You want to do but, a, a ranking episode? I don't know. It's a, it's, I feel like it's too early. There's still so much. We still haven't even done... Uh, we did it already, though. We did a tier list when we only had 16 films yeah, under our belt. I, right now, we have 42. Yeah, but I want to I want to wait to do the official top 10, because it's because I, I still want to give October a, a chance... And I want to give okay. Marnie a chance. Cause oh, I, f- I was thinking we do just like a collective tier rating, like we did before. Mm. Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about it off mic. We'll we'll, okay. we'll see if we can figure something out. Okay, uh, I'm just getting all excited. That's just, it is very exciting. But but yeah, so uh, yeah, guys. So this was Darby O'Gill and the Little People. This was a uh, fun time. Like to thank again my lovely wife uh, Alicia for joining us th- this. Uh, this day uh very very fun joining night. us this day joining us this day our daily bread um connery will return in uh the frightened the city, frightened which, city which, which i'm looking up right now which, to see where we can find which it which will be available sex in the frightened city um, they're not showing um, up um, oh, look. filters um release year 1961 Jesus Christ what's going on here what's happening a trip to the moon Jesus no huh oh yeah I'm not, can we uh, not watch this movie anywhere yeah I'm not seeing anything what's, here what's going on let's see oh wait Turner classic right. movies no Hmm. Yeah, like oh, my fine. We might, we might have to get a, a DVD here. Yeah. Oh my lord. Thirty nine dollars or or VHS tape for twelve dollars. <laughs> there right, there's an eighteen dollar DVD here. Oh boy, let's see if we can find it on eBay. This is going to be a tough one to find, folks. Nineteen sixty one, right? Uh. Ten, ten bucks on eBay. Oh wow, a, a UK import Blu-ray. Do we want to go with the Blu-ray? I like that. Wow. Uh, look at that that's uh, a really, poster. That's a nice image. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. But it's it's putting Connery as the main character, which I don't think he is. Yeah, just to kind of sell people to kind of come in. It looks like all the art is doing that. Hmm. So, yeah. Looks so, like we're going to have to get a DVD. Yeah, so, folks, yeah, if you want to join us in watching, you may have to uh, find. Search. 
find a uh, DVD somewhere. Like we'll, we'll, we'll do some hunting. Keep, mm. keep it locked on our socials over on Instagram. If we if we find something else, maybe we'll post some some some. Uh, or if you places. find something it, that, it let, that it we let can, us know. Yeah, let us know because I mean we we've got people out there that have told us like, oh, I've got this film. It's going to be hard for you to find. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, we'll put a post up. Be like, hey, does anybody have a copy of the Frightened City? Because I'm trying to see, yeah, it's like, yeah, I, w- I would like to have it on uh, Blu-ray. But last time we got a Blu-ray, we we really did not like yeah. the film. We, we ended up selling it back because uh, there's a little spoiler for next week. There is no tomato meter score for it. Oh, wow. And the audience score gave it a 30%. So I don't know if it's a very beloved film. Uh, but who knows? We've we've been uh, we've been faked out before. We have uh, seen a film that had a low score on it, and we loved it way more. Uh, so, hence, it looks like the only Blu-ray is from England. Yeah, it's it's only a only a UK import. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But uh, but yeah, so take a look at it. Find 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 it around. If we if we see anywhere, we'll let you guys know. Uh, so yeah, Sean Connery will return in the Frightened City, and so will we. We being Mario Lima. And, oh, and always and as always, folks. No, what's your name? Always. Oh, I say my name, and you say your I feel like I've been like off the bolt today. Off it's the bolt. It's it's. We usually get off the off the bolt uh, when a guest is on. I think that's why we we, we get our. Uh, we did the wheel early today, and our scores are all fucked up. So I think yeah. that's why we're. I like, don't remember my name. Let me try. Let me try. Let me try. Let me go back. All right. Okay. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's going to do it for uh, Connery Curious this week. Sean Connery will return in the Frightened City along with us. Us being Mario Lima. And I'm Dylan Titus. And as always, folks... Stay curious, my little Irish girl. You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Frigginers Media podcast. Follow us on social media for updates, memes, and clips. Find us on Twitter at CuriousPod007 and on Instagram at Connery Curious. You can also visit Titus Compositions at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion and content about your favorite films, comics, games, and a network for all things nerdy, visit Friggin' Nerds Media on Twitter, at Friggin' Nerds. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach the other curious conneries out there. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a great day, but also, remember, stay curious. She is my dear, my darling one, my smile and beguiling one.
I love the ground she walks upon, my darling Irish girl.